Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome everyone to the PJ's Cast. I'm your host, Pierce, alongside of uh, Jimmy, and we got a new guest uh, with uh, Charles. What's going on, Jimmy and Charles? I'm good. Um, just getting ready for the game coming up. Oh, yeah. Intern sucks ass. So, it's been actually been a while since we've done a podcast. I don't think we've done a podcast throughout this whole series uh, talking about the games. I think the last podcast we had is we had uh, Kristen Shelton on, which was fun. You should totally check that out. And that's not some shameless plug. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, anyways, so I think it's the, this whole Vegas-Chicago series has gone pretty much what we expected. Um, first game, Chicago played a very conservative style, didn't really get much. It's probably one of the most boring Blackhawks game I've, like, ever watched, just in general. And Vegas just looked like the dominant team. Game two, Blackhawks did show some uh, more life, some more offense, but Vegas clearly was a superior team. But game three... Um, I felt like that, that was genuinely oh, no. a game the Blackhawks should have won, but Marc-Andre Fleury was really solid, and they just cannot get a, a puck past him or even just a lucky bounce. And You, you remember Patrick came with that wide-open net, and Alex Dabrinka was so Oh, my God. Unless you're only Mata, then you know how to score on Fleury. <laughs> yeah. Only, only former Penguins. Yeah. But, yeah, game four, Corey Crawford turn, tur- turns in a vintage performance. 48 saves on 49 shots, which, I mean, that's all Corey Crawford right there. I, I think it was the post-game interviews, Drake Cajillo was like, he was probably one of the main reasons he won us the game, or we won the game because of Corey Crawford. I'm like, he is, he is the reason he won the game. <laughs> one of the main reasons, are. yeah. Yeah, and yeah. then I think it was Corey Crawford saying that, like, I thought we played a, a overall good team game, and I'm like, oh, no. It was oh, my God, dude. I love that when goalies yeah. say that. Yeah, I just love when they did everything. Like, Corpusalo in that five-overtime game, and he's like, I had 85 saves. And I'm like, yeah, we played good as a team. Like, I, <laughs> would you literally the reason the game uh, got that far? It was a great team effort. You know, I think we all did our jobs out there. And, uh, you know, we got the pucks in yeah. deep. We battled along the boards. We chipped yeah, it up and played a good team game. Yeah, so I wasn't I expecting... Was fucking murdered for three hours. So I wasn't <laughs> expecting a whole bunch with the Chicago-Vegas series. I was thinking they could uh, push it to six. I think that would be a successful series. And they went down 3 nothing. I'm like, all right, just just win this game four for me, please. <laughs> they let did me that. Have and it, yeah, let me have that, exactly. And they yeah. won game four. And... Game five, you never know what could happen. Maybe Corey Crawford steals another game. Maybe Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane finally wake up and have one of their vintage games. Yeah, yeah. Game six, that would definitely be nice. You know what also would be nice? 
even though he scored an empty net goal last game, seeing Alex Debrink could actually Debrink it, man. He's so snake bitten. It's like yeah. insane. I think that like, uh, might go a long way for his confidence, though, to, to get it going. That might help him. If he could just like roof one top shelf, he could that would do so dude. much for him. Even if it's like, yeah, a rebound. Yeah, anything. Like, yeah, you're Something. right. Just anything. A Literally tip in, anything. a rebound. Like, just... I feel like with scores, we saw this with Patrick Sharp a lot in Chicago. It's a good comparable. I feel like is you know. Once you get one, it comes in bunches. So I think with all the chances he's getting, you know, I feel like uh, even if it's just an empty netter, you know, you look at the stat sheet, you see that one, you know, that's uh, it's something to feel good about. So I feel like with all the chances he's getting, I, honest to God, I feel like he could get one or two tonight. I could totally really see that. do for one. Yeah, Absolutely. Just, I yeah. think Jonathan Taves has set up before. All I need to see is one to go in to – really get things going again i think that's what he said many times but uh yeah what are your guys overall thoughts on the series because honestly despite uh looking at the seating and looking at all the advanced numbers i think the blackhawks have hanged in pretty well with the Ve- with vegas i just want to hear what, you, what your guys think thought about that oh no charles you can go ahead oh um, all right um, yeah, so I think I had Vegas winning this series in six because, like, as much as I would have loved to do my bold pick, how I picked Chicago beating Edmonton, it's just the matchup doesn't work as well. But so far, I mean, Crawford stole that game. Like, who knows? If it wasn't for him, probably more than likely would have been a sweep. So this series, I guess, is kind of going how I thought it would. Crawford's going to have to be, like, vintage Crawford again just for the team to have a chance to win. And, I mean, I've liked what I've seen from certain players. Like, Kirby Doc just looks better every game he's out there. Like, oh, yeah. Like, watching him play, it's like his two-way play as well. Like, he can get his stick in the passing lanes. He just looks so poised out there. Uh, I like Drake Kajul a lot. I really hope they re-sign him. He just does everything. Like, even shipped in a goal, he'll always battle hard. He always gets a lot of body checks. He's just a player you need who can go in your top six or bottom six but like with the hawks this series they got to get more puck possession they just like you can't win with crawford bailing you out the entire game you got to maintain some pressure it's just they haven't really done that a lot this series is and if they did they just wouldn't really convert it's just it's really frustrating to watch if they could just like get some goals going i mean it'd take a lot for them to come back in this series but it's a good growing experience for the younger players, getting young, these young players getting playoff hockey under their belt. Yeah, but, house um, money. Truly house money. Yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens this game. Maybe they win. Who knows? I mean, they always say it's never over till it's over. So, I mean, but if, if they're going to win this game. <laughs> Crawford's going to have to play just as good as last game. And your mother hasn't sang yet, Pierce. Yeah. Oh, Jimmy, roasting me on my own podcast. Oh, wow. Oh, no, we don't have that in here. Wow. Can't believe that, Jimmy. No, nah, right. um, <laughs> I feel like uh, I really, I think, yeah, I think uh, Charles not uh, kind of <clears throat> cracked into something that I, I definitely forgot is that there's a lot of one and done. It's uh, they get the puck in the zone. They have maybe uh. They maybe cycle for a little bit. I even, I honestly saw the fourth line uh, getting more puck possession in the zone, in the O zone, more than anybody else. 
And but for what they would do, because they aren't fast enough, they're not as fast as Vegas. They're just not. So they're getting the puck in the zone. They cycle for a little bit. They look cute. Excuse me. And then uh, puck goes out. Just, you know, refresh. Vegas comes into your zone and dances around you for five minutes, gets 10 shots. Corey Crawford does five different acrobatic saves, and you're still alive somehow. But, uh, yeah, they, they need pressure. They need sustained pressure. They need puck possession, but not just possession. They need to be getting sustained shots on net. Give me one high danger chance, at least. Give me like five this game. Just it's give me something. To get to the slot, especially yeah. This is like another thing. I'm reading... oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, man. Another thing I like to add. I know they talked about it, like how big Vegas is as a team. And the Hawks aren't mm-hmm. a very big team. And seeing that a lot in this series, how Vegas can kind of just kind of bully their way through into the zone, stop guys from getting through center ice. They're really using their size as a team to, like, limit chances and get their own chances. Chicago's got to, like, use some – the problem is Vegas is big and they're fast. It's not like you're going against San Jose or Anaheim yeah. where they're big and slow. It's really <laughs> hard to get – this many hits, Charles. It's like you got to, like – it's like they always say, get the puck in deep, use the boards, but you really have to do that. The simple play is you can't try to, like, force anything against this team. Yeah, I think the thing with the Hawks is that they're, they're not, like you said, they're smaller, but it's not like, we're not talking like old-time hockey, like, oh, they're small, the other team's big. The other team's big, but they're faster. They're yeah, so much faster. And the defense, Hawks are small, yeah. they're smaller, but they're not exactly a fast overly skilled team that's vegas but vegas has that plus size in their team i think that's why you see a guy like doc who has the you know the reach and the uh body to get around these guys you know making plays a lot and you know a guy like to he's an example of a guy who's you know five seven not much stature but he knows how to get open a lot of the players in the hawks don't have the hockey sense that alex to has so i think we're seeing that right now that it's just it feels like every time they have the puck they're panicking they're not even giving themselves a chance to do anything so I, I'm a little worried we're going to see that this game as well. But uh, hopefully a little more confidence from this game. The, the biggest takeaway I can give going into this game, the biggest chance I give them is that they finally won a game. They finally can have that confidence with them. I worry that with this team it could be they, they could turn that into complacency and rely on Crawford again with uh, kind of subconsciously. We've seen that a lot during the season. But, you know, hopefully they, uh, they take this victory as something to uh, motivate them and to get to a – you know, the next step and realize they can pull this off. Even if Corey Crawford uh, put them in a backpack and carry them up the mountain, you know, we can pretend it didn't happen. Yeah. So you guys have bringed up uh, like how they play a big and fast game. And the thing is, I always have trouble hating NHL players because when you're playing in the regular season, especially the past few years with the Blackhawks, you're never locked in in the seven game series. You're always playing. It's one and done. And, when you get to when you get locked in with an opponent, these players like William Carrier and Ryan Reeves, you really learn to hate because they're just such pain in the ass. Oh yeah. They're always yeah. throwing their body around. They're always pissing yeah. uh, your team off, and I really grow <laughs> to hate both of them. And that's what I forget yeah. about playoff hockey is that uh, the player, like the players that you necessarily don't hear of that much, and you get to see a lot more of them, and you're like, wow, they're not as bad as I thought. I don't think they're mm-hmm. great players, but like they're they're really good. They're effective at their role. They're effective at their fourth-line role. Yeah. Playing Karen, really, Ryan Reeves, they throw the body and around. They can get the puck in deep and all that. They're not bums by any means. So, uh, yeah, and 
Earlier on, Charles brought up a point of uh, this being learning experience for the Chicago Blackhawks. I thought about the Pittsburgh Penguins back in 2007, their first year going in with it, with all their young guys like Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin, still rookies. Now, Chicago Blackhawks are a bit different. Of course, you got that playoff experience, the wealth of playoff experience with guys like Jonathan Taze, Patrick Kane, Duncan Keith, Corey Crawford, Brandon Sod, so on and so forth. But uh, there's a ton of guys who have never got a sniff at the playoffs. I think Kirby Doc, it's his first season. Adam Bokas, it's his first uh, NHL season. Even guys like Alex Debrinkit, Dylan Stroman, even Connor Murphy, Dominic Kubelik. These Matthew guys. Matthew Highmore. Yeah, Matthew Highmore. Highmore, love him. Hey, even Connor Murphy. This is Connor Murphy's first playoffs as yeah, well. I forget if you but, mentioned uh, him or not. Yeah. Yeah, this is Highmore is goaded. Yeah. More goals than Patrick Kane and Alex Debrink and all those guys. But, uh, yeah, I think of this kind of reminds me of how <clears throat> their first kind of goal in a while, and they're getting beaten by clearly a superior team, and that's what happened in 2007 with Pittsburgh. They got destroyed. I don't think they got swept. I think they lost in five games, but the Ottawa Senators were just clearly the superior team. They had guy, they had that crazy uh, Heatley. Oh, my goodness, Danny Heatley, 50 goals, you know, seven. Jason Spezza and Danny. That was the year he had 50 yeah. goals. Yeah, and rest in peace, good. his soul. Ray Emery was in net for the Ottawa Senators that run. And, yeah, oh, they went on. They all went all, all the way up to the Stanley Cup final, and I think that could be a similar similar fate for the Blackhawks. It's your kind of in the playoffs for the first while. you got a lot of young players. You get destroyed, but... <clears throat> Clearly superior team, but you know the superior team is good and they're going to go on a long run. So uh, that's kind of what I thought of. Yeah. I mean, even the Blackhawks, like, they never really went through that playoff series when they got good where it's like you got destroyed. I mean, a lot of these teams that have won the Cup. They, they always got, had a roster that was – they never had a roster that was, uh, like, this week. They just never did. Oh, you know, oh. even in 2009 going back then, Duncan Keith was on the cusp of being a Norris winner. Brent Seabrook was coming yeah. into his own. They had young Nicholas Jalmerson, already an all-star. Brian Campbell, all in the same blue line that year, I believe. So, what a top four. Yeah, already right there, that defense. <laughs> and, 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 Chris yeah, an absolute <laughs> stole yeah. on that. Yeah. Well, Blackhawks 2013-14 legend Nikolai Javi Bullen. <laughs> All I remember is him just just giving a, a terrible game against Tampa Bay, and that's all I remember. Of him that yes, year. that's exactly what I thought. It was like a seven six or eight seven I game. Can't it was even remember awful. It, he was terrible, and he single handedly cost him the game. It was like an overtime. Yeah, game. but anyway, that he should have just not played that that year. But yeah, you think about teams like Washington who had to go through a bunch of losing to till they finally won, and same with St. Louis. Even Pittsburgh had to go through a few years. Chicago's never really gone through that, so I think it's kind of good for them now that they're getting that. Ex- you know, you're losing to a clearly better team. You know, it's gonna. Everyone's complaining like, "Oh, we should have just lost to Edmonton." I just hate that fucking mentality, man. Like, honestly, it's so stupid. Are you seriously gonna cheer against your own team to lose? No. They, yes. they, they, yeah, yeah. If you're, if you're a dumbass like you, but, and we all know that was, like that the NHL basically. wanted the Rangers to get that pick. Oh, yeah. Like I knew that was gonna happen. Like he even like all the... New York, he wanted to play New York. Yeah. Even it's the Leafs, it's... even the Leafs ping pong ball hit the post. Did it really? Yeah. Yeah. It was like John Tavares. It was just you could hear the urinating tree sound effect when it hit the post. It was just the same. <laughs> reminds me of uh, yeah, I was gonna say yeah. It reminds me of the uh, Brent Seabrook three posts in uh, 2016. <laughs> so close yet so far. 
<laughs> no, no, it specifically reminds me of Rasmus Dolin being this close, this close to being a Chicago Blackhawk in 2018. We got Kirby Doc. And we got Adam Bogfist the same year, who's uh, better than Rasmus Dolin, so it's all good. Better, best Swedish defenseman in the entire draft. Yeah. Already. Obviously. Never heard of her. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Sandine, I barely even know her. Alright. So do you guys have anything else to add in this series? Uh, that was the worst joke I've ever made in my I'll, life. I really... I've been saying this before this series. I was like, I need to think about man, Andrew Shaw or Zach Smith would be really useful in this series. Yeah. Like, that Andrew is true, Shaw yeah. would have been yeah. really good to have. Especially against Vegas. and Ryu's, yeah. Vegas can roll those very, four uh, lines. They can roll a bruiser fourth line. Chicago doesn't really have a bruiser fourth line. Like no. Carpenter, can, Frank Carpenter you know, can shove you a little bit, but that's it. But he can—he's not like Shaw or Smith who can like. I mean, Andrew Shaw no. can drop the mitts. We know that, but like, but you know, Andrew Shaw is not afraid to fight. I mean, Drake Kajula will do it too, but you don't want Drake Kajula in the box really because what he does. Probably kill you. This is something Kirsten Shelton said that uh, really stuck with me is that how grit is not a statistic or, uh, you know, like a tough guy. It's a mentality. And I feel like even with guys like not even like um, like with Shaw, you know, you look at the guy and you go, oh, he's a he's a gritty player. He gets in the corners and yada, yada, yada. But I think he does have that mentality. He's a fucking dog, man. You know, every time he's in the ice, he's a. you know, he's he wants to be the first guy out of the puck, and yeah, he's not a he's definitely not as skilled as he used to be. But you look at a guy like Ryan Reeves, who, I mean, poverty Shaw, but you know, look at him, look what he's doing out there, look what he's doing out there every game, man. He's, oh, totally, yeah. Not like it's not like I you know love him off the ice and hate him on the ice because he almost kills guys. You're right. I'm a, I'm a racist. Yeah, someone's gonna take that clip out of context when I when we get big in like five years. According wait, to man. Twitter, you're a racist and you need to re- rethink your life. Yeah, I have to like Ryan Reeves, even though he almost kills people every game. You know, not like not like Nick Schmaltz already has a concussion history, but I digress. But you know, uh, look at what he's doing out there, man. He's just he's going out there, and even though I think he's a total piece of shit in the ice, he and William Carey, they're they're doing their jobs, man. They're doing what they're supposed to do, and that's to be a piece of shit on the ice. That's what Andrew Shaw needs to do. That's what Zach Smith is supposed to do. And with the injuries they have, I don't want either of them to come out and risk it. But it, to your point, it still stands right that they could use a guy like that. Yeah, Andrew Shaw. I, I mean, the concussions he's had, man. I, I, I really think he should have it. retired. Like, it's he's not. Got a but family. It, he's got kids. It's not worth it. You can still say though that you can mm-hmm. still admit, man. They could use a guy like that, Mackenzie yeah. Entwistle, man. If he was a year or two older, I'd love to see him in this series. That man can muck it up for sure. Love that kid's so game. bringing up the whole, the bringing up that kind of that situation where it's like it's not worth yeah, it. Yeah, after my racist I don't think rant. We, I don't think we ever uh, talked about uh, Tuka, Tuka Rask leaving. And the funny thing about Boston oh, yeah. fans is they rip on Tuka Rask even though he has one of the greatest save percentage in regular season history and playoffs history ever. And he takes him to Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Final where his team in front of him didn't even show up, and Boston fans still have the audacity to say, oh, he didn't but show up. Pierce, Tim Thomas would have would have stayed. Florida Panthers and Dallas Stars legend Tim Thomas. Yeah. Not like but he then, left for an entire season out of nowhere. But then Tuka Rask leaves for his family. I think he has a newborn daughter. 
Um, and then the same Bruins fans are like, why would Tuka Rask be so selfish and leave? You're literally calling him shit. You're the same people who think Tuka Rask can't get it done. Tuka Rask cannot win. Make up your mind. If you think Tuka Rask is bad, then you should you should want that. Like, why then ask for him to bring that was the first thing out. that bothered me. That was yeah. the first thing I thought of is they've given him so much garbage over the years, man. And he is so unfairly treated in that city. And that he decides, he says, fine. Not because of that, but he for a genuinely good reason. He goes, fine, I'll leave. And then they go, wow, why would you leave? We and never want up, that. And you're treating us terribly. It's Carolina, too. I don't get it. This is why, like, no one likes Boston as yeah, the sports like. city. I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. No there are good Boston fans out there, but nobody likes Boston fans. And this mentality, and I'm, I'm just going to say this. They're just hypocrites. Jack Edwards should not oh, have a job. And Mike, I, and Mike Melberry. I don't care. They okay, should not. Can just, because people, like, there are serious injuries these people are suffering, right? These are players that are going out there. They're... Risking their like they're risking their bodies every single game. So when they are hurt, that's something to be taken seriously. Uh, was it wasn't it Roman Polak? Yeah, wasn't it was it? Roman he Polak. was hit in the head. Yeah, where it's like I Roman believe, right? Polak had that coming. It's karma. Well, like, was it, wasn't it a concussion? Wasn't it a concussion? He had to go to the hospital after Jack, that game. Whether it was Jack Edwards, yeah, whatever it was. If it was a concussion, it would piss me off. I think even more, like personally, of course. But not nah, regardless, he can go. He can eat my asshole. Like, here's my thing I, with Edwards. It's one thing. mentality. I hate it. It's so dumb. It's one it's thing like, if he, like, kind of gave him, like, hey, I'm here, and he kind of got hit and got back up. But the guy got a concussion, had to go to the hospital, and you're just like, oh, he had it coming. I'm like, you can't make that statement with that series of an injury. said the same thing about Svechnikov this other game. Oh, Pierce, yeah, go ahead. Exactly. I'm just fucking tired of it, man. It pisses me off. Guys like it's Jack Edwards, these injuries are serious. These guys have... Have lives outside of they're human beings, man. They have families. And same with Mike Miller. He's like, Oh, I personally wouldn't have done that. Uh, he's, he's personally letting his teammates down. No, he's not. They have your son Locke. They're up 3 1 in the series. Tuka Rask has two daughters. Fuck off with Can this. Can we also mention that Tuka Rask said himself that he doesn't feel like it's the playoffs yes. and he doesn't feel motivated? Wouldn't you want a goalie? who feels motivated for the playoffs right. to play, wouldn't you want the goalie who has a great track record in the playoffs to play for you? Wouldn't you want the guy who's not motivated to at least be a backup? Even more, he says, you know what? I won't just be a backup. I'll do something that helps what you fans want and what I want. And again, he's not even doing it for the fans. He's doing it for himself. But I think that's the issue. Boston yeah. fans, I really don't want to generalize like fan bases, but Boston is a very specific situation because that city is royalty the last 15 years. They're winning something every year, at least They've been once. royalty for, like, ever. They're, they're like, the yeah. one sports city in Boston that's constantly winning right, the very least up there, making the playoffs and having deep runs. In all exactly. Of like, um... So when they treat their players... They're like their workers. They have to entertain them. And if they yeah. don't dance for them the way they want to, fuck them. And this that's is the issue. It's a genuine also, issue. Like, um, I think this is not hockey related, but it's still Boston related. You look at like Bill Buckner when the ball went under his leg. They called like any error a Buckner for like years and years and years. It took them like decades for him to like come back to that city 
of course, that was after they won like two or three World Series. Then they finally forgave reminds them. Me but... the, uh, reminds me of the reminds me of the oh my god, what's his name with the Cubs? Bartman. I know uh, what you're talking about. Bartman. Bartman. Same thing, yeah. yeah. Disgusting the way he was treated, get, and they just bring him a, back. Did he get a ring? Yeah, they got, they gave him a ring after um the after he had to one. live in hiding for over a decade, man. Okay. Absolute bullshit. Uh, fun fact: Jason Kipnis lived near Steve Bartman. <laughs> No fucking way! I didn't even know that. That's amazing. I like baseball, man. It's just, I love hockey, but I do like baseball also. And both your teams are doing. Uh, it's not. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm sure that I. It's great that both the Cubs and the Hawks are doing great right now, right? And the right now the Cubs are 14 and seven. They're great. They're all right, aren't they? Like, aren't they near the top? Yeah. All right. I I made that one word. So Tuka Rask, like. Oh, yeah, man, kind of rambled okay, here, but I, I think it's a situation to ramble on, man. Yeah, I completely lost my train of thought, but, like, obviously, if you're Boston, you grass starting. He's clearly the better goalie, but if you're Boston, too, like, you got a good goalie with Yaroslav Vlach. You can go in there, and don't you think they want to play for Tuka Rask? Don't you think they like Tuka Rask? They want to win for him? Like, they're up 3 Don't you the think they give a shit about their fucking teammate, man? Come on, now. Yeah, like, you can't know. Boston yeah. fans don't understand that. <laughs> they're, they're not, like I said, they're not They're not treated like humans. And again, I'm not saying all Boston fans, but the, the general view from Boston fans is that the players are not people. They are entertainers and simply nothing more and nothing less. Yep. And so, that's yeah, really that's the issue at hand. And a guy like Jack Edwards should not be on TV pushing that narrative. He He's should not be on TV. Just let him just he, be a local he, commentator. He is a microcosm of Boston sports that, uh, you know, you have to follow. You have to just, you know, shut up and play your sports. You don't have feelings, nothing. You know, you go out there and you're just, a, you know, a husk of corn on skates, basically. If you don't do what I want you to do, then fuck you. You know, and if anybody, but if anybody steps against my entertainers, like, you know, Roman Pollock and, you know, guys to go to the hospital, he's, you know, he had it coming. Absolutely disgusting. And if the league wants to move to a point where they if want to be is for everyone, keeping. Like if pause. hockey is for everyone. What's up, Pierce? I was going to say, if hockey is for everyone, then you yeah. should get rid of people like um, Jack Edwards and Mike Milbury who are. Going against player against players' own health. People, when watching the game players of hockey, players having human rights, man. Yeah, when people watching the game of hockey and players playing the game of hockey should not have to fear for watching one of their teammates getting hurt or themselves getting hurt, or if you're a fan watching one of their favorite favorite players getting hurt and all that stuff. Like this is um, yeah. I'd like to add about Milbury, how he's talking. He always like, oh, I wouldn't. I'm like, aren't you the one who like went into the crowd and beat someone up with a shoe? Yeah, like, his opinion is he, irrelevant for everything. But see, he did that. He did that for the fans, though. He did that for the Boston fans. And then so, he uh, also traded like to entertain Roberto them. Luongo, Jason Spezza, and Zdeno Chara for nothing. So your your opinions are irrelevant. Shut the fuck up. Oh, and Ole Jokinen. And let's just talk about how Ole Jokinen and Luongo were in that same trade. Mike yes. Milbury. Yes. Mike Milbury couldn't do his job as a GM, so he doesn't get to talk about players having rights or not. Because I mean, with the moves he's made, if we're going by his standard, uh, he hasn't done anything right uh, hockey wise. So therefore, he doesn't get to have human rights. To be fair, he completely set the Islanders franchise back at least two decades. He really did. And John Tavares just happened to come by for a couple couple months and say, here, I'll, I'll give you a playoff round. And then 
leave and to then, Toronto while you guys somehow get better. And they're getting because better. the Eggman came in and made them good. Man, imagine John Tavares on this team right now, man. Oh, they would they be would, they would destroying be worlds, man. I think they are, man. I think they might be. I think that trot system is just magic right now. You can't stop the Honestly. Eggman and his defense. Did John, Tor- did, <laughs> did John Tavares make the wrong choice by signing with Toronto? Why call him? Honestly, no, no, no. Pause. Before we get to Cameron Morrison. Oh, yeah, I forgot. You know, we're going to talk, we're gonna yeah, talk about Cameron Morrison. That, yeah. I really... I actually am starting to think that that Tavares signing was a bad thing. And I know that Whoa. if we had a general amount of listeners... Hold up, hold up. Whoa. I know that if we had a general amount of listeners, and they were, they were Leafs fans, I say Boston, they just yell at me for anything. Hey, sure. Boston, no, 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 no. But... Leafs fans, I'm kind of one of you. And I love you guys, but I really we're not always don't think I. I don't know. I don't know about Tavares. I've thought about that lately because, you know, what is the give and take with Tavares if you don't have him? You have Nazem Kadri as a two C, which is absolutely fine. You keep him there. You have all the money in the world to go over and get a top right hand defenseman. You could either have gotten, you know, made a move for one the last for, couple uh, of years. To, to Toronto. <laughs> Dude, Connor Murphy would be perfect next to Morgan Riley. You can put a guy like Connor like, Murphy who is not elite but very thing. good next to an elite defenseman. I you look can at do Toronto. For Travis Sturman, <laughs> William Nylander, Dylan Strom to, to Toronto. <laughs> I look you. at Toronto's team and how they have $40 million invested in the four forwards, and I'm like, that's Where is your depth going to come from? Where is your defense? Like, a backup goalie. Like, Morgan mm-hmm. Riley is the guy who probably won't be there. Like, you're going to lose your best defenseman. Mm-hmm. And Jake Muzzin's going to be. Uh, Jake Muzzin's a solid top four defenseman, but oh, yeah. Jake Muzzin is going to be your best defenseman. Like, Morgan Riley can do everything. I really feel like Toronto fans, the fan base as a whole, is very stubborn about accepting that that might be a bad signing. And I'm not saying it's not going to work. I'm not saying they won't win the cup at all. I'm not like saying the world, you know, the world is falling. Yeah, Toronto's a terrible team, terrible fan base. They're all awful people, of course. Not like I want to move um, there because the people there are generally better. Whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. I I just second time bringing up the Maple Leafs. uh, We should also bring up the fact again that we had Kristen Schulten on. So if you're starting for Leafs, yeah, (laughs) not a shameless plug whatsoever. Not a plug. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just I really think that team would be so. Like, imagine an Austin Matthews, William Nylander, Mitch Marner kind of, like, flooding up the uh, top six. You got Kappen and Johnson, Nick Robertson Here's coming my, up now. Um, my take on the Maple Leafs. I think it was Don Cherry or Brian Burke who said something. They're never going to win because they don't have a lot of toughness. They don't have a lot of tenacity. Like, he's actually – I think it was Don Cherry, I'm pretty sure. He was like, he's right. Like, the team has no, like – no, Kyle Clifford's the only really tough guy they got there. It's like they have a they're like a team built in NHL 20 that just has line chemistry and thinks that'll win. You could have the best team on paper, but you're not gonna win just because you have the best players. Like, I mean, they have good goaltending in Frederick Anderson. Their defense can be good if they have some good young defensemen, but. I just think for them, they're kind of stuck in this weird yeah. spot of you. You really, really need a guy like a little grin to hit next year. Like he really needs to Travis take a step Dermott or Sandine, You need those guys. I think Dermot's gone, man. 
Yeah. I think Dermot's gone. I feel like, I mean, well, maybe it depends I on mean, if Muzzin moves or not. But like, the thing is, you mentioned well, didn't toughness. They, didn't they give Muzzin an extension though? <laughs> yeah, they did. They did. They had to. They, yeah, I mean, other than they had to deal with Pylon Cody. Oh, no, I did not miss that. Oh, yeah, see, this is the thing. That's for, I mean, well, that's a whole thing. I mean, they signed him because they had to, so, you okay. know, that's a whole, so you know, that's different. They signed him to a four-year, $22.5 million, uh, million contract extensions for a $5.625 million per year for the next four years. It's not bad. I like that's that. That's not bad for Jake. Oh, I don't think it's too bad. Oh, I don't think it's bad either. Seems fair for Dylan Sakura. <laughs> 20, 60 goals points. Um, 20 goals and 40 assists. God, I, I really hope I don't come up like an asshole this podcast. I just really – it frustrates me because I feel like Toronto has to accept that, that this could be a bad signing. Like, it's not a crazy thing to say. That's not outlandish. Also, Connor Murphy is making around 650K less than Cody CC per season. And he signed for four or five – four or three four seasons, I believe. Let's just take that into account, man. Let's just take that into account. And, like, the Leafs defense is literally what this team needs. Exactly. The Leafs literally defense what this team needs. is Morgan Riley and Jake Muzzin trying to at- carry the so atrophying defense. Connor Murphy's not the only Connor Murphy out there. There are so many fucking defensemen like this. Just get the only Cody Fuck's sake, man. All right, so score update from ha- the Cameron uh, Morrison. So, score update from the Stanley Cup playoffs. The Washington Capitals facing elimination down 3-0. Guess what the score is right now? Uh, oh, 4-0 Islanders. Uh, half that. 2-0 Islanders. Pajot and uh, Marzell with the goal. Three fish uh, the Capitals. Uh, uh, trash. So, Charles, Dude, you're a Panthers fan. On. We want to get your perspective on the Panthers as well. Um, so, how do you, uh, do you feel Do you feel uh, less uh, bad about losing that playoff series to New York? No, oh, no, yeah. No, I feel no, a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't feel as bad now. Yeah. Because, I mean, I the imagine. Islanders are just a machine. They're just, man. I keep underestimating them. I do, too. It's just. And by the way, we're, the... Recording, we're recording this two hours before the game. I can't wait for the Blackhawks to make me paint my own existence as well, so this should be fun. All right, I have Cameron Moore. Or do you have something to say, Jimmy? No, I just have to say, uh, I, I'm a dumb little bitch, man, because I (laughs) have some bit of hope for this game, and I don't know why. I think Pierce, you were talking to me the other day, and I was saying like, ah, you know, we're just gonna lose this, you know, this fourth game, and when you know we're gonna get swept, blah blah blah, you know, just gonna, you know deal with it and you're like well you know you, you've cheered for this entire season you know why not you know why stop now and i'm like nah, 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 sure whatever and i i let myself get invested in that game i was like you know what fuck it like i'm just gonna even if they lose you're man not I'm just gonna... you're not, you're not cheering for your team you're not a real fan that just shows that you're a stinky yankee and not a good right yeah to me but i, I never feel like game. i'm a Dumbass for feeling this way, but man, I have, I have hope. I have hope for this. I team. need I your don't, hope. Right, no. I shouldn't, but I have, I have some semblance of hope. You know what, man? I'm gonna let myself be a little. I'm gonna let myself be a little uh, dumb for a day. You know what? I'm gonna be a dumb fan for a day. I'm gonna let myself have that. This, uh, this entire pandemic, I think we all deserve to. I. Uh, just be a bunch of dumb fans and let ourselves enjoy this. I've been saying it over and over again. It's house money. doesn't matter what happens. If they win, they win. If they lose, whatever. It doesn't matter. 
Things are looking you know up for the Black. Yes. Here's some positivity for Hawks fans. You know what? Let's look at it this way. Okay, Hawks fans, imagine this. <clears throat> Hawks fans, imagine this. Imagine this David Sakura with Patrick Kane. <laughs> for when you get 20 goals and 40 assists. Which that seems that fair for him, I think. Does Sakura get more than 60 points if he played with Patrick Kane? <clears throat> at least 85, at least. My call. So here's... But here, here's a viewpoint. Not every pick in the top 10 hits. There was only a 1-8 in eight chance. This. Only a 1-8 in eight chance of getting Alexi Lafreniere. Matt Barzell was picked, I believe, in the 10s to 20s. Or higher. You know what's funny? 13th uh, or 16th, Edmonton I think. Edmonton traded the pick that was eventually mm-hmm. Matt Barzell for Griffin Reinhardt. Yes! It. Griffin Reinhardt, yes. yes. And guess who yes. Edmonton got that pick from? Pittsburgh. Oh my gosh. No way. Well, let's it's not. Just, I don't even want to think about that's that. That's just hilarious so that, way, um... So in a way, Pittsburgh gave the Islanders Matt Barzell. Okay, can we just think yeah, about yeah, this one moment? Peter Shirelli but... single-handedly made the Islanders better than he ever made the Oilers. Yeah, gave them, <laughs> gave them Barzell, gave them Everly. Jordan Everly. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Barzell, yeah, right. Anthony Beauvillier with another draft pick. Beauvillier too? Yes. Mm-hmm. He was the oh, wasn't he the other one in the Griffin Reinhardt trade? Yeah, and Johnny Boychuk was also on the Bruins when Shirelli was GM. So Boychuk, Barzell, Beauvillier, oh, Everly, all from Shirelli, basically. Not to get away yeah, from what I was saying, but well. just to say like. They're, the Hawks are probably going to pick at 17. Realistically, they're probably going to yeah, pick around will. 17, 20. Yeah, they will. I'm pretty sure 20. that's what they're, where they're slotted to pick. I don't think they, yeah, they yeah. can move up unless they make it to the conference final. Yeah, so they, they can pick a good player at 17. This is a good draft. It's a, and, This is a good draft. They yeah. can pick a good player. Good players Hawks, can be drafted in the second the round. Alex DeBrinkin. Nikita Kucherov was a second-round pick, Mitchell. man. Like, yeah, Ian Mitchell. Henry O'Connor was a late first-round pick, we man. Got, we got Philip Kershev in the fourth round. And he, I love Brent's second round. And he looks like a great pick, man. Like, I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be a ditz here, man. I'm not trying to be, you know, like, sky is perfectly blue, you know, even when it's raining, man. You know what? I feel like this is all about perspective. And yes, I know it would be nice to have the ninth pick and maybe have a Lucas Raymond or an insured, you know, a Skarov. That would be great. But you know what? You can find good players later in the draft. Let's about, just leave it to that, man. It maybe it's less likely, but this isn't the end of the world, man. Let's just—it's oh, been an awful pandemic. Let's just enjoy continue, this. Man. Let's just let to it continue to make Leafs fans more sad. Um, they traded that pick that ended up turning into Brandon Sod. Uh, yeah. yeah, they did. And speaking of yeah. prospects, let's talk about the prospect the Blackhawks just signed. Hey, of Notre Dame. So, transition. Uh, you guys, are in the US. you guys are in the U.S. You have more access to college I'm going to call so. you Colorado Avalanche because that was some sick transition there, my boy. Oh, hell yeah. So, have you, have you, since you guys are in the U.S., you have more access to college hockey. Have you guys watched anything of uh, Cameron Morrison? No, I, I can't. Say or even, like, yeah, live. No. I, oh, see, the, uh, Notre Dame comes on NBC every so, every so often, and chances are I'm busy. You know, doing whatever. To be honest, uh, but I, I like anybody else. I looked at his highlights yesterday. I, yeah, I, I don't think he's gonna be some. He's not gonna be some, you know, big scorer. But I actually, I actually really like. I feel like he has his production wasn't, you know, off the charts. But I really thought that. Um, 
don't know. I really uh, I really feel like he has a lot of tools there if you watch him. You know, really, uh, like he's not just a big body. He's very strong in his skates. Very, very hard shot. Um, seems to have a decent hockey sense to him. Uh, not not a bad skater by any means. Not uh, outstanding, but uh, he gets his you know, body I, I see, around his big body. Around. Yeah, he seems to be very strong in his skates, man. Like that's something the Hawks need more of. You know, a guy who can like we were talking about. Like I don't. Let's not be the hockey. You know the. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You know the. Uh, you know the fucking geezers who are saying, uh, you know, you gotta get throwing the big body. You know, you gotta get all, uh, you know, on the big body. Right? Oh, There's yeah, a bunch of big bodies in there. It's all right, Bart. What's up? Most oh, Don Cherry pick taking Eric and Branson third overall. Yeah, Good job, Tom. Yeah, the Hawks use Eric and Branson to pull the body around right now. Kuznetsov, uh, Ron, or Don, it's Kuznetsov. Oh, whatever, Kuznetsov. And then you take a touch to Sanko. Uh, uh, hey, you know, but Otherwise, it's all like crushed off, you know. Tosango. Ah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, they should have, they should have picked uh, Nick Ritchie over William Nylander. Just saying. We oh, need oh, a very oh, a, a player more, with hey, a hey. high grit over 60. We really need that. The funny thing is I have a feeling that William Nylander has thrown more meaningful body checks than Nick Ritchie ever has. He's European. He's not like these tough Canadian boys yeah. who can body hey, check. Uh, play for the he played in Spadia. Uh, Adon, it's uh, Sweden. Hey, there's a body up there. Yeah, uh, Yugoslavia. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, Yugoslavia. Same place. Uh, Lithuania. Uh, anyways. Yeah. But uh, I was watching. I was watching Cameron Morrison, and one thing that really stuck out to me is how he's able to get the puck into dangerous areas like the slot. He uses his frame very well. He's 6'3", and over 200 pounds. Shields the puck very that, well. Yeah. He's not, again, we brought this up. He's not a dynamic skater by any means, but he really gets around the ice well. And I think he's a good net fun presence, of course, with that frame. And I said this, Hold I up. think. Notre Dame alone. I just want to put it out there. Anders Lee. He reminds me a lot of Anders Lee. Oh. Uh, and I don't like to be, you know, prospect compared to this guy. He's going to be this guy. You know, Austin Matthews is next, you know, Anze Kopitar, people said when he was drafted. Next, Kopitar, yeah. Next yeah. I would They're not say that. I'm like, Kopitar. I don't see that. I see more I don't see the two-way play that he would have compared yeah. to Kopitar. I don't see that. But I'm not, I don't think Cameron Morrison's going to go and fucking, you know, put up 40 goals like Anders Lee, but I definitely think he, the style is there, you know. He, he can, think, you know, he's the kind of guy who can get to the net and bang some like pucks. He's got a type guy. very happy shot. I think, I think he could. A third line left winger and a second a body net for a presence on the second power play, a best case scenario, honestly. Exactly, exactly. I, I love him. I would love him in the bottom. The Blackhawks need depth. Like he, again, it works out perfectly. And he, he's, he doesn't turn 22 for like another week or so. He's yeah. young still. Yeah. He was, you know, funny enough, he was drafted right after one pick right after Alex Debrink in 2016. Yes, I love that. I love that uh, so, little um, So that was weird. I never, I completely forgot because the August 15th uh, deadline for NCAA players to sign, which if they don't sign over four years, they can come free agents. We've seen in the years past guys like. Jimmy VC and Will Butcher get a lot of hype, but there was none of it this year, especially considering the fact that there's the playoffs. And I just completely forgot about it. And then this came out of the blue, and apparently Cameron Morrison was the highly sought after guy. He was the highest pick out of all of them. Um, and there were a few teams after him. So Chicago, they got they won the Pius Suter uh, sweepstakes, and now they got some. Uh, Peanut Suter? Sure, got, yeah, Peanut Suter sweepstakes, Suter. baby. Yeah. 
Yes, sir. And now they got, and now they got probably the high, the most highly sought after uh, college free agent with Cameron Morrison. So just keep I'm not gonna lie, man. Bowman's been they doing put, good. Uh, it's low risk. They could put um, they could put Suter with Alex Nylander so they could have penis and ass in the same line. Boom. Oh. And then you can put tape. Boom there. roasted. Ha ha. That was an awful joke. All right. Whatever. Um. And then cut also, that out. Ryan, we're gonna cut Ryan, that out. We're gonna do that. We're gonna edit also, that out. And also, Ryan we have Shea, to. Ryan Shea, um, <laughs> signed with Dallas, I think, and he was a Chicago Blackhawks draft pick. And there's been some talking about he might be a good bottom pairing defenseman. But the thing is with the Blackhawks, we have so many freaking bottom pairing defensemen, left, especially mm-hmm. left-handed bottom pairing defensemen. Where does Ryan Shea fit in? Obviously, it'd be nice to have like a third pairing guy, but like, where does he fit in? So, yeah. Like you guys, that. anything else to add to that? Um, not right, not not right now. All right. I just like Cameron Morrison a lot. He's a beautiful man, beautiful ginger man. Excited to and have I'm glad him. To have honestly, him. I think I think he could play started. I think we're gonna see him start in Rockford, and honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if he got like a call up midway through the year. And he's definitely gonna be one of those guys on Rockford. We. Honestly, God, I just want Sean Couturier and the Hawks to center Cameron Morrison and Drake Kajula, and we can have a full ginger line. I feel like the Hawks... Man, Sean Couturier, what a beauty. We have have Scott Hartnell as coach. Oh, my goodness, that's a genius idea, Jimmy. (laughs) Yeah, we need need to get Scott Hartnell out of retirement. Yeah, Yeah. speaking of body and grit, we need him. Yeah. Good old Scotty yeah. Arnold. Yes. Hey, no, Scott Arnold. No, no, no. I like his beard. Uh, really nice beard. But uh, yeah. I wonder, do you guys think Couturier will win the Selkie, though? He should. It's, yeah. He should. yeah. yeah. To me, it's win. either. It's like, I feel like it's Couturier oh. and O'Reilly who will probably win it. Well, Philip Deneau should, but. Or Anthony Sorelli. Deneau and Sorelli are. Yeah. Like it literally should be to know Sorelli and uh, Couturier, but you know, Anthony Sorelli. Right? So Sorelli's we... a god. If Seattle can get him, oh my gosh. So before we end this, do you guys have anything else to add? It. What are some playoff series in your guys' eyes that have stuck out to you that you've like enjoyed watching? Dallas and Calgary, I thought was gonna be. I thought I thought that was gonna be the most boring. boring series. It's been a lot of fun to watch. Fantastic, dude. Dylan Dubé, man, what a player. What a player. Yeah. Really showing up. I always, man, Dylan Dubé. I always liked this game. I just, you know, I was worried it might not. He, you know, he might be like a Vinny Hinestroza, where you know, good in the AHL and he just can't put it together in the big leagues. But it seems like he's having together in the NHL, Jimmy, because he could Canadian Kenny play for Colorado, play for the Kelowna Rockets. So did Tyler Myers. You knew, so you know, you knew where Dylan Dubé played. Yeah, play for the Kelowna Rockets. Now he plays with the Calgary. Thanks, Pierre. Also, Tyler Myers played for the Kelowna Rockets. Do you know also play, plays for the Kelowna Rockets? Shea Weber, he plays for the Montreal Canadiens. They're down 3-1. And you know who's playing on the Philadelphia Fries? Carter Hart, he played in Everett of the WHL. Not the Kelowna Rockets, but still in the WHL. And he's also from Sherwood Park, Alberta, which is where the Calgary Flames are, which brings me back to Dylan Dubé, who played for the Kelowna Rockets. This is literally my <laughs> worst nightmare. This is my night terror. On audio. Imagine you wake up and Pierre McGuire and Don Cherry are the two people you're reviewing. Thank you, Pierce. Uh, Don, it's Pierce. Ah, whatever, Pierce. I like, I like, I like. Who gives a shit? I like the ball there. I like the beer. But I think, uh. I like the knowledge. Oh, my gosh. But I think, uh. Oh, my God. We were talking about. I don't do 
<laughs> I actually think that you know what I I have a good. Well, also, hold up. I need to say this. Milan Lucic is having a good playoffs. So is Sam Bennett. Better than James Dean. <laughs> oh, I get shit on, but I actually think he's having a, having a better series, uh, playoffs than James Neal. The real deal, James Neal. The real deal, James Neal. The only reason I have a James Neal jersey is because like everyone who ever bought a Vegas jersey just got James Neal because it was really cheap. Yeah, That's what I was going to do. That's exactly what I was going to do. It's like, okay, Hockey Gods, can you give me a good player who wears number 18 in a few years so I can switch the names? Just let me have right, it. Guys. Eight playoff games for Milan Lucic. Six points. Let's look up James Neal. Oh, oh boy, here's six the... Six points uh, and eight playoff games? Oli Mata. Yes. Patrick oh. Kane. Oh, I'm just kidding. Yeah, and Mata has more goals than Dylan Strome, oh, Patrick no. Kane, and Alex... Hold up, guys. Hold up. We have a we have a very heavy moment here. James Neal has three points in four games, which means they are tied with points per game. Which means we don't know we don't know who's won the trade yet, guys. Because now you know what really uh, defines a trade is looking at the six playoff games they've played at a completely random time and comparing them. We love that. Wow, well, you know, I can't wait for somebody to be like, did did the Flames win the the Lucic Neal trade? Well, I don't know. Man, here's the like here's the eight games from the playoffs that I that I put next to each other. I think he's actually said that one too. Brad Marchand with Patrice Bajeron and and David Pasternak. I should be the yeah. new best everyone to know. Okay, the, like, can we just say if Seattle goes with, like, an analytics approach, they could have a really sick oh, top six. Like, like, yeah, oh, yeah. If, what if they get, like, Andre Kasha, like, Sorelli? Like, they could get, like, a really is, is solid team. really on the board for them? I mean, no I don't know. Tampa, they can only protect so many people. Oh, yeah. Oh, I would love to see Sorelli go to Seattle and, like, break out as a number one center. Or, like, a really solid number two. I like oh, I'd love to see Carlson that. Did. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whoa, number 71s that are left-handed and fast? Whoa. Bro. I, whoa. That's and two-way center? The Matrix. Whoa. whoa, dude. And should have been nominated for the Selkie Bumpert? Whoa. Okay, can we it's just always remember how Selkie 40 goals? And he'll probably it's, never score. Did he score forty-five? It was forty-three. Somebody, it was insane. 43. It was oh, forty-three. I know this because I was a huge. I was a William Carlson stan for a couple oh, of years you're until a wild he, Bill fan. until I until he tried to kill my other boy, my other Carlson, Lucas Carlson, my uh, my young adult son. <laughs> couldn't I couldn't like I couldn't support him anymore after his uh his committed treachery. You sin. Yeah. But, um, oh, I was going to say, uh, was, was William Carlson ever really, like, selkie level defensively? No, I don't think no, so. I was really good defensively. I could see it. I, I mean, that's in the selkie conversation, but he's, he's, he's close. That year, he could have been if he, if he was solid defensively. I mean, I think the way he they won the lead thing, which is obviously the most important award, means he doesn't take penalties. Yes, obviously. Biggest loser award, am I right? <laughs> Doesn't have grit, am I right, everyone? Sweet. <laughs> yeah, I, I've heard actually. Lady, 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 you won the Lady Big Award. 
didn't Kristen Shelton say that it's, it's kind of looked down upon? Was it her that said that? That it's slightly looked down upon by players? Oh, uh, no, I think it was... Somebody, ben I think, ben said... It was, maybe it was an interview I heard I think it was somewhere ben. else. But I thought they said how, yeah, like, the, the Lady Bing is, like... Oh, ben. yeah, whatever. Like, yeah. Usually Can we just talk about... The Lady Bing, yeah. Can we just yeah. say this, that Benning is, like, the most... Like, genius idiot GM ever? Like... <laughs> It's like he's no, no, like a no. genius and a moron at the same time. It's no, so it's just that he's a fantastic. He's a great scout. He's a fantastic scout with other so great scouts GM, apparently. But it's, he's not a good. He's just not a good offseason GM. It's like, like, it's we is. need Tyler. We need Tyler Myers. Hey, he's really good. I mean, Jay Beagle's actually not that bad though. It's just like. Jay I Beagle. actually don't mind Jay Beagle and his, his well, I mean, hold up. I'm gonna pull up the Rudy chat from here. Entered the uh, chat. Before we end this in a second, I would like to you know what? I'm just gonna put it out there. I'd like to talk to you guys about and let's just let's just have fun here. Possible Let's shoot the shit. Let's shoot the shit, yes, sir. Yeah, let's see. With the signing of Cameron Morris, and I actually did start to wonder, you know, not that he's going to make the team next year, I don't think so. I just, you know, I feel like he'll need a year in Rockford. But I, I wonder, who do you believe we see leaving this team? Who do you think gets a chance next year? Just let's just spitball here. Let's see. Let me see their cap situation to give you an idea. To as to the Blackhawks. Yeah, some the Blackhawks before we end this. You know what? I don't do you think, think it's that they can realistically. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Yeah, so I think you're going in that direction, if I'm not mistaken. But honestly, it would. I think I think they find a way to move Brent Seabrook this offseason. Hot take. Who's really? Like yeah. really? So I've seen guys really? like I know Char- Charles. I don't know if you would love this or not, but apparently yeah, Jeff Merrick said in Florida that Mike Matheson has fallen out of favor, and I think one of the uh, destinations that uh, Brent Seabrook would want to go to is Florida because of Joel Quenville. Joel Quenville. Oh, there's no question he'd want to go to Florida. Okay, if that is like Seabrook's yeah. turned into, what? he'd still be better than Matheson. Okay, <laughs> like, but this is purely for getting Seabrook's contract off the books. Not that Matheson's any better, but you just look at oh, the no. fact that Seabrook has clearly lost a role on this team and Mike Matheson might have a role as a bottom pairing defenseman. I don't know. I'm going to Freaking commit seven to a map that's going from the Panthers to the Blackhawks. You got to free up contract. You got to free up cap space. You got to free up that contract some way, and that might be the way. Like I know you guys don't watch a lot of Panthers games. You do not understand how bad. No, I watched. I watched that series. He was not good at all. I, you think we're over exaggerating? I'm over exaggerating how bad he is. He single-handedly lost them game one and two almost. Like he took, he turned the puck over behind the net, led to a goal. Doesn't know how to body check, gets a penalty, turns into a goal off the powerful, off the penalty. Two goals, both because of what he did, <laughs> and those were the two goals in that game. All right, so right now the Hawks have him on long-term injury reserve. Uh, so Are I they believe put him on Robida Island, like possibly. Uh, well, if I'm looking yeah. at like their, I believe is he still on their cap hit right now? Oh, Seabrook. Yeah, he wouldn't be if he's on LTIR. No, I'm he... not sure, honestly. Yeah, what, I'm trying to figure out. Wait, Who do they I love Brent Seabrook. I love him dearly. But, like, it's it's hard to watch him play, honestly. It's, like, it's just sad because, like, how much he's lost. 
It's just the yeah. thing with physical defensemen, their decline is like so steep. It's well, like, I'm trying to figure out here is who I'm looking at. Okay, final cap it is 82, basically 82 and 82.5 mil. Okay, so oh well, man, the cap like the, the the ceiling is 81.5. It's not moving up this year from this year. Yeah, exactly. But like at least Duncan Keith. At least his contract seven mil comes off of that, correct? Sorry? Off of that 82. If you dump his 6.875, that okay, comes right I don't think the they're right? ever going to be able to clear his full almost $7 million. That's You're going to have to attain. Seabrook, I think that's oh, why yeah. Seabrook oh, yeah. decent makes sense, at least in a salary aspect. In terms it's of on-ice play, probably but not. The problem but... with the Panthers doing this move is that Seabrook is... Oh, gosh, he's you know slow. What? Anton Strahlman and like... Gosh, this is going to be really set up. Here's a uh, smelly Canadian that can't pronounce the name, Mike Matheson. I bet you don't even eat real meat, Pierce. Like, the Panthers, like, I know Allen was trying to trade Matheson this season, but like they got to oh. get rid of him before the movement kicks in. Because I know Matheson has a modified uh, movement that comes oh, in after that. this year. I think I'm it's 2021. Does that, make sense? Does that not make sense for a trade then? But here's oh, the thing: yeah. you don't mm, want Matheson. He's making near five million, and he's just a figure skater who can't play defense. And it's he like, is hold up. He, he signed for longer than Seabrook. Well, he signed for one more year than Seabrook, so that's where the debate comes in. Yes, and Dale Talon, the genius manager, thought, "Let me give him an eight-year deal." Yet Uyghurs had to go to arbitration every single year, even though Uyghur is like one of the best defensemen on the Panthers. Like, we a stud. Give me a, you know what? Make Talon the GM for one more day. Please don't. So that I can get, I can get Matheson and Uyghur on the Hawks. No, Thank no. You. <laughs> you can get Borgstrom. I'm not, not Uyghur. Let's do that. Seabrook uh, for Borgstrom and Matheson. Let's do it. It's a deal. No, nah, I, I, I would just straight it up do Mike. I would just do Matheson for Seabrook straight up. You're going to hate Matheson. Team. You're going to rather have Brent Seabrook in a fucking wheelchair than Matheson. Like, I, you'd rather. I honestly, I'm so confused. Like, I, I honestly, like, I, I don't even want the trade, to be honest. But, you know, I like, don't want it either. From a salary from a salary cap perspective, you want it, but from an on-ice perspective, not so much. But I don't you got think Matheson, who sucks, and Brett Seabrook, who's lost a step or seven the past few years. It's like, a step or seven. Like, I love Brett Seabrook. It's just his speed. He was never a fast player to begin with, but then it's just like, like oh my gosh, he just gets blown Pierce, by everybody out here, Pierce. I am a, I'm very not smart when it comes to uh. I'm, I'm, numbers wise, I'm great when it comes to what you can do with these numbers and these contracts. I'm not. So the Hawks, they're allowed to put Andrew Shaw on long term injured reserve, uh, correct? Like or Robbie Dot Island, yes, all that's injured, I think. Clarkson yeah. and Horton Island as well. They would just have to. Pay, it wouldn't count against the cap, but they would have to pay him out of pocket, which the Blackhawks. They wouldn't give it to. They're, they're one, of the, more, they're one yeah. of the more financially strengthened teams in the NHL. Well, let's look at it this way. Shaw has two more years. If he really wants to play, I don't think that's the end of the world, right? You know, let him play. He's going to be a you know, fourth-line player, maybe third-line sometimes. Uh, you know what? If he plays his next two years, it'll be, I'm sure, it'll be frustrating in little moments when it comes to, you know, like like little cap crunches and whatnot and all that or when they need a player and the you know, like, um, being held up. Like, but I, I, uh, I don't know, man. 
I like a look. I like a Duncan Keith salary. Like Duncan Keith isn't what he was, but he could easily play till he's. 40. He can still easily play top four minutes. And oh just, yeah, he would be. He should be playing be like thirty minutes a night. I think he'd be perfect in a bottom four role. To be honest, he'd be perfect I think he'd be on a second pairing. I think he can still play. Like Duncan Keith is still pairing. good. His contract isn't that bad though. Like, is it? Because it's not when bad it was time, the term is not. The value is not that bad. He makes like five million. And he, which it's is not like player. insane. It's a, it's a deployment. But it's look at that issue. contract value for what Duncan Keith has done for the franchise. He's arguably one of the best defensemen in history of the franchise. I'm not gonna say he is the best because I mean, you got you look at guys like Chelios and Pilot. You can make like, arguments for the best because of his. Weapon. Yeah, they're gonna need. I'm just saying this, guys. They literally need to move. A guy like Seabrook, a guy like Shaw, a guy like Mata. You've got to get those contracts off the books. You know what? Mata's trade value might have gone up from the playoffs. So yeah, maybe yes. we could get like a later on pick for them. I, I don't know if that's the case, but that'll be interesting. Fall in love with him. Don't be dumb and fall in love with him, please. Yeah. I'm begging good. you, Sam Bowman, please. He is not good. I really I really thought there was a chance with him. The I did too, to be Carlton, fair. The system with Carlton that Carlton is deploying on the ice is is the opposite of what a guy like Olimana needs, the opposite of what a guy like Dahan or Duncan Keith needs or anybody on this defense. So if that's what it's going to be, trade him. You know what? He's he's got the most he tied for the most points by a, a by a defenseman even strength in the playoffs right now. Told to me by Pierce at Stadium Arcade on Twitter. Uh shameless plug. So I uh, just uh, happy to support you, Don. So, Olimata, he's got two more years in his contract after this. I don't see that being an awful trade for, like, I don't, I think a lot of good old hockey men would see that, that as, you know, that's a that's a decent pickup there. You know, you can make a team fall in love with that. You know, uh, kind of give him fool's gold. I think you could do that with Olimata. But you know what? I say fool's gold. Again, if you put him in a system like the New York Islanders or maybe the Minnesota Wild, the way they've played on a very solid defense, Columbus! He'd be perfect there. Like, it's the exact – he can transition the puck all right. He's – well, from my memory, I, I'm sure somebody has stats to prove that wrong. But from what I've seen, he's not hes not bad at starting the play from his own zone. He's not bad at moving the puck. His issue just comes from his speed. If he was a faster player, Olimata would be an absolute monster. And, you know, and he I, does I'm turn sure the puck over, too. That's another problem. Yeah. Yeah, that he was, kind of uh, rushes plays sometimes, good. and he'll turn it over, and then you're like, "Oh gosh." So if you can move, they have to move Olimata. This, this is my opinion. You have to move Olimata. You have to move Zach Smith. And you know what, man, you got well, Zach Smith is only here because it was to get rid of an East Mall's contract. Yeah. yeah, maybe you dump him to a team. Maybe you find some way in hell. I doubt it, but you know what? You know what? Do they do they have buyouts? Do they have any kind of buyouts like, this year? Here, Ottawa, we'll give you back Zach Smith. I was gonna say that. Yeah, for right here, take Zach just Smith take back. Just take it back. Us, yeah, give, give us, us future considerations. Honestly, we'll literally yeah, take that yeah, thing. It'll, it'll, like it'll be like the it'll be like the Chris Draper trade. We'll get one penny. It's one dollar. <laughs> we don't yeah, care. Yeah, I, I feel so bad. Zach Smith is such a nice guy. It's just that he it's doesn't. Just, the cap the team does just, not need him right now. Yeah, the cap is so hard. Yeah, the I cap's not right. going up. 
It's going to stay probably around the same for at least a few years. I'm pretty I'd sure say. it's supposed to stay the same. You think so? I think it's supposed to stagnate for the next two years, and then maybe it'll go up. Another. Are you fucking kidding me? Well, yeah, no fans in the stands, no, not as much revenue. The, that cap is not going to go up for another at year. Least for another I, year. Oh, I didn't even. I don't know why I didn't even like. I didn't even register in my brain. Man. That's true. Oh, man. So that that makes it even more in our points. We got to get rid of those guys. And teams are. Oh man. Uh, this just in breaking uh, news. Ian Happ hit a home run. Oh nice. That's important to me. Right oh. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Sorry, hockey listeners. Some of this guy likes other sports as well. Hockey is they, but I watch I watch other but, sports. Uh, also. Yeah, but what do you guys think? Like, what realistically, what do you guys think the Hawks can do to open up cap space this offseason? Um, I think Mata would be the easiest to move yeah, Mata, personally. Yeah. I don't know if they I've been saying just. Looking for a pick. They can. In my opinion. I honestly just hope that eventually, like you, just keep Sean Nathan Horton Island to just hope that he doesn't come back, and then you wouldn't have to trade him. Maybe they move I, Alex Strom. Maybe dare I even say it? Maybe they move Alex Demarinkit, which would be dumb because he's on a shoot. Don't even don't do that to me. Don't not don't put that. Not our favorite body. short hockey player. Don't do that. Well, what if yeah, it's for William Nylander? King, man. What if it's for William Nylander? Fuck you. Like, oh, sorry. No, it's an explicit no. podcast. I, that is, it's like when an immovable object or when a, oh my God. Unstoppable force meets an immovable object. Yeah, the movie I should know every line from. Terrible cinema fan. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh my God. I don't. I just don't. Let's see. Let's look at, uh, Look at caps, or oh my god, cap hits here. I just wonder who's a player the Hawks could lose in like the expansion draft. Probably, like you'd probably lose a guy like. I mean, I don't think Ed, they're not taking Zach Smith. That's the thing. Like, there's no way they take him. Probably Kelvin DeHaan. I bet. Would be a good yeah, DeHaan. You want it? How long DeHaan is this podcast? Sorry. How this podcast's like an hour and a half long. Oh yeah. Oh man. Whatever. Nothing wrong with that, but. No, no, I just uh, don't worry about me, me trying to get it out. That's no problem. Yeah, no, like no problem at all. Calvin DeHaan hasn't been that great this playoffs. The like, New Jersey DeHaan... Devils and Ottawa Senators are going to have so many overpaid, competent bums on their teams <laughs> the next <laughs> two seasons. Oh, and the Kings as well. New Jersey Devils, Senators, and Kings, respectively. 72.72 mil, 74.31 mil, and 74.5 mil. And there are, let me see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 teams after that that don't touch the 80 million. And this is why you go to Ottawa saying, hey, Ole Mata's had a pretty good playoff so you could fit nice in your bottom pair. Hey, you, you, did, you did trade for Zaitsev. Hey, we, yeah. hey you can yeah, do why it. Don't you, hey, why clearly you don't know what you're doing. Of, you can do something that's enough. slightly better than getting Zaitsev. Getting Zaitsev is still better than better Cody Zizi. Okay, guys, listen. We got Nikita Zaitsev, but how will this? Ole Mata, Nikita Zaitsev. That'd be good, I think. Boom. Boom. <laughs> that would be cool, I think. Big brain. I can see them, you know, you could... I mean, literally just flipping for a pick, man. I mean, well, after a good playoffs, maybe they go, oh, well, here's, you know, a, here's, a, you know, here's a, an AHL lifer. You know, there's, I mean, there's, maybe there's, they give Here's the thing with Ottawa. They're not going to be – they're going to be a competitor eventually within, I'd say, two, three years. 
they could be a team that would take that contract knowing, all right, we're not going to be ready to be good enough. Maybe we'll take them and just, like, whatever. Well, they're they're gonna, here's the thing. Mata, here's the thing. It's, it's gonna Dude, Mata's, Mata's not going to be uh, – he's only going to play for two more years on that contract. So, yeah. really, that's kind of, like, the very time before they're going to be, you know, maybe pushing for the playoffs, I would think, you know, if they're really sticking to their plan. You see the Leafs. You see the uh, – I mean, fuck the. Man, I just, I'm kind of stoked to see because if I had to guess who they're gonna get in the draft, the they'd probably get Tim Stutzla and Jamie Drysdale. One of. Imagine Shabbat and Drysdale. Field. yeah, yeah, or Branstrom and yeah. Drysdale. Oh man! But you, but this team, I mean, for the next two years, they're not gonna be. They're not looking at the playoffs. They're not at the point where the Leafs no. are. They're not gonna be at the point where the Oilers were hitting the playoffs for the first time. They're not there yet. So. I think they can afford to take uh, uh, Olimata. I could totally see them taking back Zach Smith as a, you know, fans, you know, we just... We brought, hey, we brought him back, guys! You it's kind of like what Bowman did a, with Andrew Shaw this year. He's a hometown kid, you know, he loves the... You know, he might not be from here, but he he, he loves the team, and, you know... Okay, we, so you know, he's remember the next when... Mark Borowiecki and uh, tell, uh, tell Eugene Melnick that he's a great, uh, great guy. <laughs> You know, a human being with absolutely guy. no flaws at all, Eugene Melnick. I'm excited. Everyone should be excited. <laughs> human being with no flaws at all. Oh, great man. person. Mark Morwicki wearing his Reebok jersey in 2019. <laughs> oh, that was, wasn't that Eugene Melnick who was wearing that? No, no, no. It, I think it was Mark Morwicki. It was one of the two. It was fantastic. Wearing the Coho jersey in 2019. Everything Cringe. I needed. It was everything I needed. Also, just a little note: uh, Senators, New Jerseys. I, I like. I, I like them very oh, much. Oh, they're going back to the old, like the early two thousand ones. I love that. Like Marion Hossa era. Yes, yes. I couldn't stand the 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 Adidas ones. I didn't love the ones before uh, Adidas. They were fine. And then I, Adidas. Okay, I oh, hope Adidas they're doing the a black jersey. Make this. They are. A, they are. Oh yes. Let's yeah, the, I don't know if the logos. I don't know if you'd like the logos, but yeah, the jersey. I've seen the logo. Like, it like it the, looks just I like, like the, the old logo. logo. I love it. I love it. I like the old logo. I like the old logo myself. I and, didn't see Yeah, they made they made the, the old, old logo. They kind of the the color is a little more um like muddy. I don't really like that part of it. But you yeah, know what? The whatever. jersey style makes up for it, in my opinion. But looking at this guy's Nikita Zaitsev, Ron Hainsey, Mike Riley, Christian Willennan, oh Thomas Shabbat, Andreas Englund. They could. I mean. Hey, I don't hey, think Ron they're going to be together Mata. again. Two Stanley Cup champions. Oh my God, dude. That's so much Stanley Cup experience on one pairing, dude. They need that. Yeah, I could totally see Mata and Zach Smith. Dude, they're totally going back to, not going back, but Mata's going back to his old pairing with Hainsey, and Zach Smith is 100% going back to Ottawa. I'm just saying, yeah, with the cap being this flat, that's 100% happening. I'm calling that now. I'm putting five okay, so I've always, I've never asked this. What was your guys' honest reaction when the when Bowman traded back for Andrew Shaw? I didn't like it. I thought it was a dumb. Oh man! I was a dumb fan. And they gave him a second, the third. Like it just, it was a dumb trade. Okay, here's it for me. At first, I had. Like my nostalgia, like Boner come in for about five minutes and was like, "Oh, Andrew Same. Shaw," and then I look at friendly and I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> like oh, oh no,", no. <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, oh. stupid things about that." I was yeah, my uh, my nostalgia hype just I'm like shot oh, right man. off. I was 
I was really excited to see him back in the jersey. I really feel like they needed guys like I, – I really feel like the thing with this team is they don't really have – they hadn't had as much chemistry. And I'm like, oh, you know, there's a guy and It's who the Bowman strategy. Player. Bring back a former player. He did it with Brandon Saad. I was, <laughs> I, was uh, I was definitely denying myself the reality that a second and a third – were way too much for a guy like that. I mean, you could give a fourth up for a contract I mean, like that. To be fair, as bad as it is, at least it's not like when we traded them to Mo- we traded Shaw to Montreal. They gave two second round picks for Andrew Shaw. Oh my God, Alex, right Yes, oh sir. Alex the Brinkett and Chad Chris, who could have been Carter Hart, but we don't talk about that because Chad Chris is a beautiful man. Chad Chris is built different. Chad Chris is gonna save this. He's gonna save this franchise. Chad Chris, baby. He's so yeah, good. I, uh, he can play defenseman and forward. Yes, sir. And goalie if he wants. Play, play forward in training camps, but that's because he wants to set a good example for his uh his franchise. Because he's yeah, so he can like, do like anything for his team. He's built different. For his team. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He is. I uh no yeah I I feel and that's that's a good example. Look at dude if Andrew Shaw if Andrew Shaw can be acquired for a second and a third I I, I could see Pierre Dorian you know yeah no, Dorian like yeah sure they why have, not they have four second round picks so, I mean I, know. I mean if they have let's be honest oh out of all serious uh seriousness bah, do the Sanders have the uh, actual money to pull that off I just thought about probably that probably not especially probably not but I'm going situation. to hope that they do. What? Yeah, oh, that's going to be ter- Oh, that's going to be bad with the salary cap, though. I mean, to be fair, we oh, could man. entice them to be like, hey, look, Andrew Shaw learned what a wrist shot was. Guys, you're not, not going to believe this. Boy, he knows how to shoot the puck. You're not going to believe this. Andrew Shaw and Brady Kachuk. Imagine all that grit on so your much grit. Oh, and put Zach Smith with them, too. Zach Smith is literally just going so up much, the ice and like so much grit you won't even need a center. Players, dude, Zach Smith can just like set picks, go up the guys and just clocking the shit so out of them. So much like, grit line. you don't need someone playing center. Score up. Brady Kachuk flips you off, spits on the goalie and scores Score like just like a good Kachuk would. Oh, let's hear it. What's up? Score update: Washington tied it two-two now. Good job, guys. You only have They're a only lose. It's only gonna be a four-one series. Yay. Yeah. Okay. Can we just say that it'll be somehow really impressive that the Islanders could lose less games than the Panthers in the playoffs? They could not even win a single game. Oh the Capitals yeah. with Ovechkin. Hey, like you guys could raise that banner down there and uh. We won one, one more game than the Washington Capitals. We won Capitals. more than the Capitals this year. And they won a cup two years ago, guys. Hey, we have Brett Connolly. Like the 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 bottom. So just put a cup banner. We have Brett Connolly. He won a Stanley Cup, okay? They could just yeah, put his Brett ring up in the banner. They Brett asked for his ass. ring. They could retire Brett Connolly's number. I'm not going to lie. This is the last hockey game I was at. I was at Luongo's jersey retirement. That was the last hockey game I was at before the world decided to go. Yeah, it was awesome. They won that game, and then life was just crap ever since. Yeah. Wasn't it right before the end, too? It was like the game happened, and I think literally mere days later, the whole corona like lockdown and everything. Began. Happened, Great game. Yeah. Now that I'm up in Illinois now, hopefully I can go to some Hawks games. Problem is, Hawks games are expensive as shit, though. (laughs) It's 
awful. Yeah. See, I was the Panthers lucky that I got suck, so it's yeah, like... Try Edmonton where it's $100 for the cheapest tickets. It's like that in Chicago, serious? too. Yeah, like Chicago the Chicago would be like $100. Chicago, yeah. Here's what I loved about Florida. The team was so shit, and, like, no one came to the game. I can always just go to the game. It's like $20 sometimes to get in the lower ball. Good stuff. I wish I was making that up, but I'm not. Remember the Steve Dingle podcast, Charles? Did you listen to their podcast back when they used to have, like, a segment where they would talk about the uh, the packages that were oh, offered yeah, and how ridiculously cheap they were? Okay, here's my, time... my happiest Panthers oh, memory. Man. My happiest memory is when the glass got broke and they put a cardboard cutout to replace it. Oh, me. yeah, I remember that. It's also Vesa Toscola's um, header on uh, Twitter, so. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, like, I thought you meant actually Vesa No, not actual Vesa Toscola, the oh, least fan. that's funny. Literally, that's it's funny. the most Panthers thing to ever happen. Well... Now that we've uh, confirmed that only Mata is not a West Center tonight, uh, it sucks <laughs> that he won't play for the Hawks, but uh, I guess it's a good way to close out the podcast day, boys. I love what how are we feeling tonight, boys? Ago, I was like, hey, guys, you got anything else to add? And then we talked about playoff series, then we talked about who the Blackhawks <laughs> can trade, and then we just got into the Florida Panthers and a bunch yeah, of Yeah, we talked stuff. about how, you know, Carter Hart, you know, just good kid. I don't care. Carter Hart, you know. Oh, you know, Carter, Carter Hart, he played for the Everett Silver Tips. So did Ryan Murray. Ryan Murray plays for the Columbus Blue Jackets. You know who coaches the Columbus Blue Jackets? John Tortorella. Absolutely love the way he does it. Back to you, Gordon. Talking XO. <laughs> and, uh, and that really ties it. But uh, hey, what we got today, hey, boys? Predictions. Hey, what we got? Hey, do you guys want to hear a joke? We just signed Cam Morrison. Cam, you believe it. I can. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> You're an absolute piece of garbage for that. I love it. I love it. I love you too. I love you too, Charles. Hey, I've, you I I've made five five worst jokes in the last ten minutes. It's all good. All right. But uh, yeah, before we go, we predictions for tonight's game. What we got, Pierce? You know what? I am going to be optimistic. Uh, I can't speak words. Optimistic. Be optimistic. Come on now. Optimistic. I'm going to be optimistic, and I'm going to say the Blackhawks pull out a four to two W. They all right. Game-winning goal. Who from? You know what? I was to bring it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. sir. All right, Charles. What do you say? Uh, you know what? I'm just gonna be optimistic, just because I have enough. I have enough negativity in my life, and I'm trying to block that out. <laughs> That's a Twitter joke. If anyone, no one will get. Right. But... You uh, go on Twitter every day. You have plenty of negativity added on top of that, sir. But um, I'll, I'll say Chicago wins three, three one. I think Crawford can play good enough again, and Matthew Highmore gets the game-winning goal. Fuck yeah, he does. This time he's going to pull off the lacrosse goal. This time he's going to score from behind the net. (laughs) He's going to do the goal. He's going to flip the puck off Robin Leonard's mask, like the back of his mask. He's going to do Dotsu try to do that one time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Behind the net, trying to pop it off his head. He's like... Uh, Think fast. I like that. I like those two a lot. I actually could totally see both happening. Highmore does not surprise me at this point. Uh, personally, I'm gonna say three two Hawks, and uh, gotta say Alex Debrinket, man. That's you know what we gotta say Alex Debrinket after how he's been playing, man. It, it's got if you they win this game, the it's goal. on him. If they win, it's it's off of him and Crawford really Jackson. really hot take. Alex Nylander. 
Alex Nylander finally does something. <laughs> I could see him getting it. You know what? If they win tonight, Alex Nylander has to get a goal. Let's just put it out there. Caleb, all that. So, am I right, guys? Yeah, pretty, uh, pretty common, pretty common take from NHL fans saying that the Hawks are going to win. Obviously. So I was, uh, this, I was expecting this podcast to be half an hour long. I thought we'd just talk about the Blackhawks game and then the Morrison signing, and this is what happened. This is what happens on the PJ's cast, everyone. So thank you for everyone. Just amazing things, involved. guys. You know, it's fantastic chemistry. You know, and guys just having a great time. You know, and uh, just boys being boys. You gotta love it. You know. Getting pucks in deep. And, uh, yeah. You gotta love it. Good American and, and smell like Canadian boys. You know you love it. I don't know, Jimmy. You bring that up. I, I I like smell. I like I like smelly things. You know I uh, get the sandwich. I get the mayo and I get the tuna and then I put it in. Uh, I put it in the freezer for a few days and then I eat it. Good stuff. But do you oh, like whole wheat bread or do you like white bread? Good question, Charlie. Uh, Don, it's uh, Charles. Ah, Char Char Charmander. Uh, uh, <laughs> You know, um, the best thing is, is that I know that somebody is – one day some random sports fan is going to listen to this shit, and they will never listen to a hockey podcast ever again. No, I don't blame you. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> hockey podcasts are hockey podcasts. All right. Every, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Thank oh, you man. for Jimmy and Charles joining. Hope you guys, hope you boys are doing good. And everyone out there who's listening, hope you guys are staying safe, social distancing, washing hands, wearing your Mom, what the fuck is a All salmon day. sandwich? And why is the old man telling me about it? I don't know. That's a good question. Anyways. Yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. Take it easy. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Peace. Peace out, boys. Let's go off. See ya.